call them cinnamon because they're on a roll. The Sharks win in Ottawa. It's the first time Eric Carlson is victorious over his sins. We'll talk about that and more and get you ready for a big game in Toronto at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. All right, all that and more right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday night, October 21st, 2021. Your San Jose Sharks are victorious 2-1 over the Ottawa Senators. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks postgame. We want you to be a part of the show and to do that, teal together and interact with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. And of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course, our Discord after the, the show. And of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. Good evening, everyone. Alongside Mark Eisenberg. Mark, how are you doing, bud? Nice jersey. By I'm the way. great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm doing very well. How about you, sir? Doing all right, because uh, we totally all predicted a 3-0 start for the Sharks, right? Yeah, yeah. your opening <laughs> line summed it up. They are killing it right now. So. Right? Oh, boy. So, uh, you know, the Sharks begin a back-to-back in in Ontario, first with Ottawa, tomorrow in Toronto around 3 p.m., uh, and, and then it doesn't get crazy after that. We get uh, Boston... Sunday morning. So, an uh, interesting stretch here for the Sharks, nonetheless. Yeah, three games in under, what, 72 hours? Yeah. Is it? Like, something like that. It's interesting scheduling, but it's a nice test early on, you know, going through eastern portion of Canada. Um, facing the Bruins will be a big, nice test. Facing the Jets early was a test. So, we're going to see a little bit what the Sharks are made of here. And for a team, for Ottawa, who Let's quietly say maybe has a chance uh, to get in. I mean, they're at least going to fight for a playoff spot uh, with their youngsters. Uh, a, a kind of a bit of a test, too, for that matter, per se, because you have uh, Ottawa and their youngsters. And boy, how do you, did, did Stutzla, Norris, heck, even Tierney, for that matter, who was involved in that trade, wanted to show something. Uh, and then, of course, Brady Kachuk, his first game of the season after his contract dispute. Yeah, anytime the Sharks play the Senators, you know there's going to be a lot of connections um, ever since that Carlson trade with so many pieces, but also just even Falsers with San Jose, having been with them briefly in Ottawa, and then even Dolan, I'm pretty sure, was draft, was draft he was drafted by the Senators, or they had his rights at some point. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the young guys on Ottawa, they... They look good, and I think it's still kind of a transition phase for Ottawa, but um, they're moving in the right direction as opposed to where they were probably at the time they made the Carlson trade, right. where they looked like a disaster. Yeah, uh, and in the chat, a lot of people already chatting about it, and some people saying, hey, you're playing against teams that are 2-10 and 10 in mind, and yeah, that's understandable. I mean, let's not get crazy. Uh, then again, you have just another Randy G saying, Eklund on pace for 82 points. <laughs> You know, yeah, a uh, few assists there. Yeah, uh, Dinobot Treks. 
Uh, you know, the real test is Toronto tomorrow. Yep, that'll be a big one. That will be a big one. But as for tonight, let's break this one down on uh, on this night. Uh, it didn't start out too well. I thought, you know, there was a little shakiness going on. And sure enough, at you know, 10.06, uh, Batherson uh, gets on the board uh, to make it one nothing. Uh, Kachuk and Zub gets the assist on that one. What did you think of, of that nice little breakout play that led up to a 2-on-1 really quickly? Um, it was really nice execution. Um, I thought Ottawa had some good legs early on in the game, too. And, yeah, I was interested to see how the Sharks came out in this one. Um Obviously, we've been excited about the first two games, and I just want to keep seeing how long they can keep that energy up and that um, consistent play. Because um, I'm still obviously, you know, remembering last season's team, and I, I just keep getting worried. Like- I'm not confident yet. So, um, yeah, the, the first period, I thought Ottawa actually played pretty well, um, scoring the goal. But, um, yeah, it's a nice goal overall. Right, right. Drake. Yeah. Drake. <laughs> I I'll spare you my Drake impression. I will not do that to to any of you for that matter. Even those checking in from Ottawa. Uh, so that made it one nothing, and and then uh, you know kind of got a little lazy here. Uh, Shimmick gets a holding call, uh, but thankfully you know Chabot uh, takes an interference penalty on Couture, which which almost for that matter, I mean Couture. Fed it over to Burns and Cogliano, and they almost scored shorthanded before the penalty got called. You know, yeah, and I, I've actually really liked the Sharks' penalty kill, and it is amazing how the simple addition of a player who, by no means a superstar, but just excels at the penalty kill, mm-hmm. can completely change things. Like I've loved Cog's game so far on the penalty kill. You watch him, and he's just always in the right place. He applies the right amount of pressure. And then he just seems to create these opportunities in, tra- in transition. I, I'm, I'm glad you got some stick taps to Cogs because I think he's been working awesome. And he's been one of those key guys. And I mentioned this before, and forgive me for mentioning it again. But guys like Cogliano, Nieto, uh, Bonino, uh, working hard to to get the uh, uh, to uh, eat up that ice time. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Cogliano, 12-21. Nick Benino, eighteen oh two. I mean, chewing up that big uh, time where last year Couture and Hurdle were having to play a huge amount. Uh, yeah, and time. I think Benino has hit those numbers throughout the first three games, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw one game he had twenty minutes of ice time. So those guys are definitely taking off some of that pressure and the load from the top guys and um, giving the Sharks some key minutes. Yeah, and. Uh, Nothing came out of the uh, the penalties in the midway of the period. Of course, there were some... Um, we got into a little bit of penalty trouble later in, on. Benino would take a tripping call where he's, you know, tripped up Norris. Then a little bit out of, uh, you know, a little bit of a rough one going on here with uh, Ferraro taking a boarding call. Uh, and then, of course, Tierney's like, why Ayata? And <laughs> then, you know, everything ensued uh, going on. What did you think of that boarding call? It looks like it was a last-minute churn, which is yeah. how how he got it. But uh, that's a tough penalty to take. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty bad call. Um, it looked very reactionary too, the way the ref um, kind of put the arm up. It looked like a little late, but yeah, yeah. I mean, what is Ferraro supposed to do there? He's going in for the play. 
um, the player turns at the last second. I mean, you're responsible for your body at that point. There's nothing for, he's not stopping Ferraro when you're that close. So I thought that was a pretty bad call. Um, you know, the player put himself in that own position. Right. And unfortunately, Ferraro would take a penalty, but you know, the, there was a makeup call from Chris Tierney. So Tierney helping out his former teammate or team. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Well wishes though in, in Ottawa. Uh, second period, uh, as the Sharks were down one nothing after being shot, uh, out shooting the Sens eight to seven. I thought there was like, okay, we got to get the things moving. I think that that um, that little little tussle kind of got them all riled up because uh, you know they shot like a cannon out of the gate with uh, Couture, you know, getting on the board first of the year from Burns and Meyer at a minute fifty eight, and you could see the intensity from Couture saying, "Let's go." It was almost like that game seven a little bit. What did you think of the goal there? Yeah, it was just being in the right place. Um, it was a good. It was good timing for the goal, like you said. Um, getting that kind of momentum to start a period is always going to be big. Um, it was actually kind of interesting to me um, how Ottawa followed that up, though, with I feel like a good the next five or six shots. Yeah. They did rebound pretty quickly from that goal. Um, so, because I, I, I remember thinking the first minute and a half, great start to the period for the Sharks. So I was like, okay, we're going to carry this momentum um, through the the uh, chances generated in the beginning and then Couture's goal, but Ottawa fought right back immediately with some good shifts. I think it was a good three or four shifts in a row where they kind of carried the play after that. Right. And that's where Reimer kind of came up. And, it, and, and he came up big. He had some great chances, 30 saves on the night. Uh, overall impressions uh, from Optimus Rhyme um, making his first start of the year, returning to the Sharks. I know that sounds weird because he played like, <laughs> eight games before the deadline or before the regular season, but Reimer uh, rocking the 47. What did you think of him? He looked good. Um, yeah. I just feel some confidence with these goalies so far. Like you just watch them and they feel in the game. I don't know. Last year, a lot of times Jones would feel kind of lost sometimes on plays. And it's like, maybe it'd be a shot that would miss the net puck would bounce out and he would just look so slow to get back to position. But you're just watching Reimer. Ottawa today was getting tons of traffic in front of the net. Like he was constantly looking through like six or seven players' legs or bodies. And he was finding the puck. He was battling. He was moving post to post very well. Um, Reimer had a very strong game. This easily could have been a different score in favor of Ottawa if Reimer hadn't made some of those big stops in the second period and then also towards the later portion of the game. Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those. And, and Denver Doyle, you make a great point there. The team would have lost this game 5-2 last year. No way Jones makes those saves. Uh, so op Optimus Rhyme, have a great night. I mean, like we have on the scroll bar right up top, 30 saves, 968 save percentage, 968. First off, it starts with a nine. That's always good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, super chat donation from 21 Pucks. Thank you, good buddy. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of transition to this. Uh, but first, uh, any donation to the show helps us keep the lights on, pay the bills of all this stuff to keep everything running well. So we appreciate each and every one of you doing that. Of course, you can always hit us up on Venmo at Teal Town USA, where we get 100% of the proceeds. Uh, but he's saying, and I'm, I'm going to tee this up for you, Mark, Fro can do no wrong. Talk about you masses, Mario Ferraro tonight. What did you, I mean, yeah. he had a he, game himself. Uh, oh, I'm wearing the jersey right now, but <laughs> yeah, he, he had a good game. Um, 
I I like the pairing of him and Burns, and he's putting up big minutes for Aro. Um, he he's just reliable. Um, he's definitely picking up some of those Burns <laughs> tactics, <laughs> laying on the ice a little bit no. sometimes, playing a little erratic, but he. He's, I don't know, I just have absolute faith in him. And him and Burns as a pair, they just complement each other pretty well. So, I mean, obviously, I was already a huge fan of Ferraro, but I'm loving <laughs> his play with the Sharks. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely, I mean, overall, I think in the locker room, I think with fans, I think with his YouTube followers, uh, uh, he's been pretty awesome. He, even, you know, Benjamin Castle saying, future captain Mario Ferraro. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just, yep. I mean, the the team has uh, and the whole fan base has played uh, or has loved his play for sure. Uh, so that made it one one. Then you see, uh, you know, Ottawa takes some penalties. We we got to get this in because at eight sixteen, Ottawa had hella dudes on the frozen pond. So shout out to uh, Shalena Goldman for that one. <laughs> I hope you're doing well, Shalena. Hope we'll see you on the show fairly soon. Uh, but then at 1338, you saw Paul take a high stick on EK65. How dare you? How dare you do that to royalty in, in Ottawa like that? And guess what? They made them pay. Kevin LeBanc or at, in Alexander Ovechkin slash Steve Stamkos' uh, office uh, gets a shot in past Murray. That turns out to be the game winner for Banker, the New York native, uh, to make it a... Uh, 2-1 for the game-winning goal, um, and William Eklund gets an assist on that one as well. Uh, take us through the game winner. Um, I think it was also Carlson's first point against his own team, yes. or maybe his first point in Ottawa, but um, yeah, so great goal, and this is what I want to see from LeBanc all season long, because he has a lethal shot. Mm. He may not score 40 goals in a season, no one's confusing him with Ovechkin or Stamkos, but he has a shot that's deceptively good. And he constantly can deliver from places on the ice like he did there. Right. And even with the offsides goal, that, that was a sick shot. That was you know? an amazing shot. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. He needs to do this regularly. And if he does, he will out-earn his paycheck. He, he has the tools. And we've seen it so far through three games. That goal was absolutely beautiful. And I hope they keep trying to do that. Set him up right above the circle or right at the top of the circle um, and tee him up for those kind of shots. Uh, yeah. I mean, it changes everything around because I think everybody's waiting for the classic Burns, throws the puck at a net, hoping that it gets tipped. Now it's kind of set up with Carlson. You know, maybe he'll shoot it on net. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll pass it over to LeBanc and he'll be wide open for the one-timer teams are going to adjust eventually but at the same time you're going to see other options and that's what the sharks have um on there but yeah lebank uh, let, let me get back to that 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 one that was disallowed because they were offside but that was such a freaking snipe i know it wasn't a goal but man yeah what do you have about an inch of space there inside the post from a sharp angle and he hit it um yeah it, it's it's brutal and that kind of goal being taken away really just pisses me off because like i know it was offsides <laughs> right the offsides had nothing to do with the play and i just i wish they had a thing because i feel like they wouldn't have challenged it if they had this rule but i wish literally the second a goal is scored the coach has to like throw a flag like in football onto the ice to challenge it because otherwise that means the 
the, the mistake on the linesman's part is so small that you have to go to a slow motion replay. And I think like the whole slow motion replay was put in there for the plays where the guy's like two feet off sides, right. not like a skate blade is barely in the zone. So <laughs> I was just bummed because I was like, LeBanc deserved to be rewarded for that shot. Right. And now it's just forgotten except for us right here. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it, if you go on the Teal Town USA Twitter, uh, you'll be able to see see the play. It, that was a nice snipe, but also another nice snipe for, for the game-winning goal there. Uh, then moving on to the third period, I really thought Ottawa came on kind of like Montreal came on the second period of, of uh, the game earlier this week. They come on strong. They battled, they battled, but they couldn't get anything going. You know, and, and, you know, we see the comparisons in the chat about Martin Jones versus either Hill or Reimer. This is probably one where it's like, here we go. We know it's just a matter of time. And when you get outshot 11-4 in the third period, okay, there, yeah, you won, but you got to be, you got to clean that up a little bit more. Yeah, and I think the Sharks were definitely playing kind of like a pre-event defense, especially towards the second half of that period. Um, and I thought they were doing a fairly good job at keeping the pucks to the outside and breaking up uh, neutral zone cross ice passes and stuff and like preventing it from really becoming a good opportunity. But uh, in the end, they got outplayed in that period. And like you said, Reimer, this is where he came up big. You know, he, he, he won that period for us and he won the game for us ultimately by making all those big stops. Yeah. And getting some comments now from the locker room. Uh, This is from James Reimer. It was our compete level. It wasn't pretty, but guys were blocking shots coming together. We'll take it. Uh, you have to have trust in your game, regardless of the score. We get down uh, and plugged away, and we were able to get a couple in. I mean, yeah, and Reimer's spot on with that. <laughs> I mean, and it also helps having a goaltender that can stop pucks, especially when it gets crazy. Uh, you know, so. Second come from behind win of the season, too, right? Yep, yep. Uh, Winnipeg on opening night and this one. Uh, but but they definitely took advantage of getting the lead back in the second period. So they, they got they got their confidence back and they got it back quickly. I'm not thrilled with them hanging on for the victory. You always want to have them have that foot on, foot on gas like they did against Winnipeg. But it's that, I think that's the mentality. Whatever it takes. Yeah, and there's going to be games like this where you have to grind it out. Um, you know, I, I think that also shows you a little bit of character about the team that, like we said, probably the last two years, that those Sharks teams were bad. They found ways to lose. This year's team so far has found ways to win. And in a game like tonight, they may not have been the better team, but they found a way to win the game, Right. Um, which is what good teams do. So. I think I think that's something to look at. What kind of games the Sharks are winning this year? Are they finding ways to battle even if their team looks a little bit faster or their team is maybe carrying the play and still coming out with a win? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and Chris mentioning hanging on is more forgivable when you have a game less than 24 hours later. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good point, Chris, is that, uh, you know, you, you do have to prepare for tomorrow where it's a big um, it's a big big game. I mean this is kind of a big test early on against Toronto now, you know. So uh, but looking at looking at the 
at the time on ice because that's going to be the big thing I think going into tomorrow. We always talk about the how you're dragging your third, your legs are in the third period and everything. I mean, Weatherby was the only one that played under ten minutes at nine forty-five, so you have a lot of rest on that. Uh, you know, William Eklund played ten thirty. Um, what did you think of Eklund? Yeah, he got the assist, but I wasn't sure about. I wasn't sure about his game early on, but he did come on strong, and and he was one of those guys that got in the got in the way for, you know, blocks and such. Yeah, I think he he looked a little out of place early on in the game, and um, even his assist, I barely even noticed that he got an assist. So I'm not going to say that it was some amazing play on his part, even though obviously it's just on the goal. But he steadily, I think, improved throughout the game, which is a good sign. Um, there were times where he did his classic, you know, maneuvering with the puck, patience with the puck. And as long as he's doing that, I feel good about his game because that's that's his strength. And I don't want him to get into a place where maybe he's chipping it away and losing some confidence. So uh, as long as he's doing that, dangling a little bit, looking for players, I saw him make a few nice passes as well after, you know, either getting around a guy or holding on to the puck for an extra second or two. So uh, I'm not concerned with his performance. No. Uh, I think, and you get an assist on there. I mean, it's not too bad. Um, I, I had Swedish meatballs. I was hoping tonight would have been the night for him, but no <laughs> dice. Maybe he'll do it in in the in the hockey mecca uh, tomorrow. But uh, I mean, overall, all of these guys are getting some decent numbers. Even the even the defense. I mean, Jake Middleton, you know, had more ice time than Redeem Shimmick. Uh, you know, you saw Burns not play 26 minutes. Carlson got 20. Uh, and overall, I think uh, they played fairly. They played fairly well, and, and the legs. I I don't want to say fresh, but they're kind of they're they're not tired because they could have gotten a lot tired uh, in that third period. Yeah, I, I don't think they were necessarily being outskated. Um... In that third period, I think it was more a change in the system they were playing. It almost looked sometimes like they were trapping um, with how they were playing, trying to clog up the neutral zone. Um, but they were quick to pucks. I didn't, I didn't feel like the Oilers, uh, the Oilers, the Senators really skating <laughs> circles around them. Um, but yeah, Middleton, a lot of ice time today. Also on the penalty kill, led the team in shorthanded ice time from the defenseman point of view. Um, and I'm wondering, I guess, tomorrow if Bugner will even out those D minutes a little bit. Uh, maybe bring Burns and Ferraro down um, and then have everyone kind of settle between like 18 and 22 minutes. But we'll see what the game dictates, I guess. Yeah, uh, it'll be dependent on how that goes for sure. So uh, Venmo donation from Noel. Uh, Noel, thank you very much. Uh, so you've activated the uh, wraparound. We'll get to that in just a jiffy here. We'll keep that short, though. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, they hung on, but they got their third victory with with this would have been a loss that that would have been normal here if if from what how they played the third period last year. So you're definitely seeing strides. You're definitely seeing a little more evening out of ice time like we said. Couture was the only one that played 20 minutes and that was 20 minutes on the nose tonight. So these guys should be good to go heading into Toronto uh for this one. But um yeah, uh, two one the final Sharks over Ottawa. They go to three and zero on the campaign. Uh, if you're new here, 
by all means, thanks for joining us. Hit that subscribe button down below. Uh, give us a thumbs up. That will really help us out. And, of course, ring that bell. That will notify you when we go online um, after every game. Because, I mean, we don't know when the game will end. So, uh, with that being said, uh, it is time for your favorite segment, the wraparound. And uh, we'll begin with... Uh, a team that, that plays near you, uh, the Rangers and the Predators 1-1. Um, I'll ask you this. Uh, what, what have you think of the Rangers so far since you're right in the nearby? Um, I've been down on their prospects for the season, but so far, not so bad. Um, I think what, they're 2-1-1. One one. Um, that's a tight division, so they're going to need to be... Yeah, they're gonna have to probably finish 100 plus points on the season. Um, I think they can do that if everything goes right and the young guys step up. So right. we'll see. I'm expecting a big year from Lafreniere. Yeah, I, I am too, and I think it's a big year needed for Capo uh, Caco. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, he needs to have his game stepped up big time. Three uh, one Jets over Ducks. That's in the third period. Uh, Dubois with his third. Cop uh, with his third. Uh, two guys that, that scored against San Jose earlier uh, in the season. Uh, Canucks, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Vancouver are up 2-1 on the Chicago Blackhawks. That's late in the second period. Uh, Oilers and Desert Dogs just getting underway from the desert. Uh, Carolina in Montreal with Kasperi Kakaniemi getting a goal against his old team. The Hurricanes go to 3-0. and Montreal now 0 and 5. Boy, howdy. TSN 690 in Montreal is uh is feeling in calls like crazy right now. <laughs> Rubbing salt in the wounds with that Kakaniemi goal. Too. Oh boy. <laughs> How great is that? Uh Panthers 4 to 1 winners over the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche 1 and 3 to start the campaign on Wow. That's that's crazy uh, to to see, but the Panthers four and zero. Uh, you kind of knew that was coming. I think they yeah, are a serious contender. Them. Yeah, uh, strong start. Capitals go to three zero and one with a four one win over the Devils. They gave the Devils their first loss of the year. There, uh, no no Vetchkin goal this time, but uh, a strong victory for the Caps. Uh, Patrick Liney does it again. Overtime winner. Uh, overtime winner uh, for the Blue Jackets. They went three to two over the uh, the the Road Trippers or the New York Islanders, as we should say. Um, I can't believe they're they're going what twelve, thirteen in a row before uh, <laughs> before Gotta get the new stadium. Yep, <laughs> still putting on the finishing touches. Oh yes. Uh, um, Flames shut out the Red Wings 3-1. to They're now 1-1-1. Matthew Kachuk having a better night than his brother with a goal in that one. That's your uh, wrap, wrap around. Uh, Burge 7F91. I miss AJ's pronunciation of Stutzla. Uh, per agreement, I'm not allowed to pronounce Stutzla the way he does anymore. So we'll see on that. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean that that's that's pretty much your your recap of the night and everything. I mean, as we get set for Toronto, 
tomorrow. The, the, like, like a lot of people saying, this is the first big test. Yes, 2-10 uh, are the records for the three opponents the Sharks have played. Now, you get Toronto. And, uh, I mean, Matthews is back. <clears throat> Excuse me. San Ramon native Austin Matthews is back. Uh, and William Nylander has been killing it. What what do you expect from uh, from the? It'll be, it'll be tough. Um, I if they can contain the top line, um, I think they have a shot because I still am not. I don't look at Toronto as some of the other beasts in the East. They're obviously a playoff team because of how much firepower they have, but I still see holes in their lineup. Um. Going on the road less than 24 hours later. If the Sharks can squeeze out a point, good. If they can win, great. Um, but it'll be a big test to start the season. Uh, I think their biggest test so far. The Jets are supposed to be a very good team this year, I think. Um, but I think this is the biggest test so far. Yeah, uh, definitely. With uh, the Leafs, it's a critical year, I think. <laughs> they need to win mm. big time. Uh, at least get out of the first round for the first time since 2004. Uh which is crazy to believe with all that talent, for sure. Uh, you know, Couture with some comments now. If LeBanc keeps shooting, he'll, he's going to get a lot of goals. He's putting a lot of work on his defensive game. Work is paying off. Uh, yes. EK65. Since played a good game and really wanted to win. They put it on our heels, but Rhyme stepped it up. you, you got to love it, how they're kind of complimenting each other. Mm-hmm. And not, not saying that they were egotistical and, you know, being all, oh yeah, I pl- I played great, blah 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 blah, but it's it's good to see that this team really is coming together. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of team unity, um, and you see it even on the ice too. It, I'm not the person who's all about the fighting majors like last year. Whenever they were talking about how long it took to get them, but you do want to see players act like a brotherhood out there, a wolf pack, whatever word you want to use. And this year you get the feeling that they're playing for each other, not for themselves. Right. And it's also showing in these post-game comments and other interviews and other things they're saying along the way. There's, there's a good team feeling, I think, in the locker room. I, I mean, they're they're taking Teal together to a whole new level, uh, for sure. Uh, DLR, just a little contribution to the tip jar, uh, $5 donation. Thank you very much for that. Really appreciate that immensely. Uh, what we really would appreciate as well, tell a friend. Tell a friend about about us, and and hopefully uh, we continue to keep this thing growing. Uh, we are on the verge of 2,500 subscribers, which is mind blowing from a few years down. So uh, we really appreciate it, and it's uh, it's uh, incredible to have everybody's support uh, for that one. So uh, with that, we shall wrap things up. Uh, in case you missed anything, or you want to watch this again. Check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, always available at tealtownusa.com, where you can find everything there. So uh, appreciate you joining in, Mark. Uh, Thank you for joining me big time. Uh, Your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Um, Final thoughts. We came into the season pointing out a few things that needed to happen for the team to be good, right? Right. Goaltending, check, <laughs> right? LeBanc, Meyer, stepping up into the roles they need to fill, check. Um, Burns, Carlson, and the veterans playing well, check. 
rookies playing well. Check. So, so far, everything we said needed to happen for this team to be good has happened. Um, so my final thoughts are right now, everything is going exactly as we want it to. Um, people can find me on at Marky Mark SJS on Twitter. And um, I look forward to the Sunday game against the team where I used to live, Boston. <laughs> and I uh, always have a little bit of vendetta with that franchise. <laughs> <laughs> That's wicked awesome. That's for sure. <laughs> wicked. <laughs> uh, so you can check us out here on Teal Town USA on the YouTube channel, of course, everywhere on, on the podcast. We're about to head over to the Discord channel. Uh, AJ's put the link in the chat right now so check us out there uh, to everyone i think we got up to 85 tonight again we really appreciate it i mean these numbers have been outstanding so thank you so much please tell your fellow hockey fans and sharks fans everywhere uh about us we would really appreciate it so we'll be back with you tomorrow night following sharks and leafs again that's a 3 p.m start out here on the west coast a 6 p.m start in in uh, the east um which should be interesting uh so let's have some fun uh tell your least friends to to come on over here uh and we'll have a great time not necessarily a t uh an lfr but maybe a tlfr we'll, we'll go with that so for mark i'm eric for the whole staff thanks everyone and until next time keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal have a great night everyone Let's jump over to the Discord. Have a great night, everyone.